Hey, listeners, just a reminder that the history of everything sex is for mature audiences, so listen with discretion. And don't forget, we're ready for suggestions, ideas, stories, whatever you want to tell us. Just email us at thehistoryofsexpod at gmail.com. Thanks! Welcome to the history of everything six. We're your hosts. This is host bringing that back. Yeah. I'm Melinda. I'm Terry. Miss Terry, did I ever tell you that when I was younger, I was completely obsessed with Marilyn Monroe? No. Yes, it's yeah, true. I didn't know that. Yep, I had a life-size poster of her on my wall in my room. Mm-hmm. And was then it next I, to the vanilla ice one. It was very close. Okay, all right. It was very close. Right. Yes. I knew about vanilla ice. Uh huh. And then and I had like vanilla. Yes. 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 They were all all yeah gracing all my together. walls. Yes. And I had a couple other posters of her that I actually took when I went away to college. And yeah, I was just like I just loved looking at her. Yeah, there's something about her. It, it's yes. I like, She's I, just I like her too. always been like this icon, just, mm-hmm. you know, such a mystery and whatever. Right. So at some point when I heard about the affair that she had with John F. Kennedy, I was even more fascinated. Right. Because I would, anytime she was like in a magazine, there was a story about her. I'd be like, can I buy that magazine? Because mm-hmm. I just wanted to know everything I could. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So when I considered doing an episode on a historical sex scandal, uh-huh. it was a no-brainer. No-brainer for you. Correct. And there seems to always be n- new details. It's been mm-hmm. 60 years. Wow. And there's still stuff coming out mm-hmm. about Marilyn and her life. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to dive into one of the most sensational sex scandals in U.S. history? I can't wait. There you go. I like that attitude. Let me, let me change into my bathing suit. <laughs> Because we're diving right in. Because we're diving. Okay. So there are three main characters in this story. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about each one of the characters first, and then we'll get to the scandal part. Okay. So naturally, we have to start with Marilyn Monroe, right. whose given name at birth was actually Norma Jean Mortensen. Mm-hmm. And then when she was baptized, it was Norma Jean Baker, which was okay. her mom's last name. She was born on June 1st, 1926 mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, California. She never knew anything about her dad, and her mother was very sick mentally. Oh. Yeah. By the time Marilyn was two weeks old, she was already being bounced around from home to home. At one point, she stayed with her mom's former lodgers. Then she stayed with... Her mom's former what? Like people who rent from you, like they rent a room in your house. Lodgers. Yes, okay. (laughs) You're like, I I knew that. Um, And then she stayed with some neighbors. Um, And then she went to live with her mom's best friend, Grace, for a while. Hmm. When Marilyn was nine, Grace couldn't afford to keep her anymore. So at that point, she was taken to the Los Angeles Orphans Home Society. Mm -hmm. And this was obviously far from a stellar place to live, especially for a little girl, but really for anybody, I'm sure. And in 1937, at age 11, Marilyn went back to live with Grace and now her new husband, Edwin Goddard. Oh, okay. So then they put her in foster care for a while. Um, Then they took her back again. All in all, Marilyn lived in 12 different homes, suffering all different types of awful, from neglect to physical and sexual abuse. Jeez. 
And she later said that the one person who ever showed her any real affection was actually Grace's aunt. Her name was Anna Lower. Um, and she stayed with her for a little bit when Grace didn't want her, I yeah. guess. So when Marilyn was 15, Grace and Edwin decided that they were going to pack up and move to West Virginia from California. Okay. I have no idea who would ever do that. Right. But okay. Uh, they weren't taking Marilyn with them to their new life. And they felt that um, Grace's aunt, Anna, was too old to take care of her. So these geniuses, mm-hmm. they decided that Marilyn needed to just get married. All right. Obviously. So as soon as she turned 16, they had her marry a neighbor, 21-year-old James Doherty. Mm-hmm. A year later, James joined the Merchant Marines as part of the war effort. In 1944, Marilyn dropped out of high school and took a job at a defense plant making $20 a week. And this is where she was discovered by a photographer who saw her potential as a model. Okay. So, rags to riches. Very cool, yeah. Ish, right. So, in August of 1945, Marilyn pursued a career first in modeling and then in the movies. She paid $100 to take a three-month modeling course, which led to quite a few jobs as an advertising model. Mm -hmm. When she signed on with 20th Century Fox in July of 1946, executive Ben Lyon chose the name Marilyn for her. When he asked her if she had a last name that she was fond of, she chose her grandmother's last name, Monroe. And she really liked how the name Marilyn Monroe just rolled off the tongue. And it will for the end of time. Or ever and ever yes. and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't last long at 20th Century Fox, nor with Columbia, who next signed her. And in the meantime, while all this was going on, she divorced James in September of 1946. Mm. In 1949, Marilyn was so broke She was on the verge of being evicted from her rental home. She'd been asked in the past to pose nude, but she'd always declined. Mm -hmm. Well, now she called Tom Kelly, a photographer that she'd worked with before, and said she would do it. She was paid $50 for the photo shoot, which caught her up on her rent. And we know from our other episode on Hugh Hefner how Mm -hmm. that turned out. Right. She ended up being on the cover of the first issue of Playboy magazine in 1953. Later, Marilyn said, I never even received a thank you from all those who made millions off a nude Marilyn photograph. Right. Yeah, so rude. All right. Okay. In 1952, retired famous baseball player Joe DiMaggio, even if you don't know baseball, you know Joe. You know Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Yeah. Um, He talked a friend into setting him up on a date with Marilyn. Mm -hmm. The two married on January 14th, 1954. So like a year and a half after they met. It was not a happy marriage. Mm -hmm. Joe wanted her to stop working and stay home. And at one point, Marilyn had an affair with Ilya Kazam, no, Kazan, a Hollywood film director. And she reportedly told him that Joe was abusive to her. Okay. In September of 1954, this is the same year they got married, Joe watched as Marilyn filmed that iconic scene where she's in the white dress and she yeah. stands over the grate and the dress goes yeah. up. He was furious. Like, you know, no wife of mine will right, ever. Right, yeah. right, So they had a terrible fight, and after that, Marilyn filed for divorce. 
Well, Joe apologized. He begged for forgiveness. He did all the things, and Marilyn followed through, and then their marriage ended. Mm. So, back in 1950, before she even went on a date with Joe, Mm -hmm. Marilyn had met playwright Arthur Miller on the set of her movie, As Young As You Feel. Mm. When she met him, she wrote in her diary, met a man tonight, it was bam! It was like running into a tree. You know, like a cool drink of water when you've had a fever. Isn't that sweet? I just love that. I just love her. Um, You know, okay. So, the two met back up just after Marilyn's divorce from Joe was over. Arthur, who was married to his high school sweetheart, divorced her. And within months, they were married. Hmm. Now, when the rumors of their possible upcoming wedding hit the press right before they got married, the media went crazy Mara Sherbatov, the bureau chief of Paris Match Magazine, was actually killed when she was trying to follow them and the car that she was in crashed into a tree. Holy cow. Right? That is terrible. Mm -hmm. So later that day, on June 29th, 1956, Marilyn and Arthur held a press conference at their at his farm I guess it was a farm Mm -hmm. whatever his property Um, you know just talking about the fact that this media person had just died trying to follow them and then after all of the reporters left they went and got married that day oh my gosh right so during their short marriage Marilyn who dreamed of becoming a mom she had two miscarriages and an ectopic pregnancy. Aww. Yeah. She had long suffered from endometriosis, and plus she had undergone several illegal abortions in the past when she was younger. So, you know, not sure right, what right, led right. to what, but those illegal abortions, unfortunately, are not always safe. Safe, right? right. Arthur Miller did not hide the fact that he did not feel that Marilyn was a good actress. After their divorce on January 20th, 1961, Marilyn, already on antidepressants and painkillers for her endometriosis, began drinking more and more. She also became dependent on barbiturates. Mm. She checked herself into a mental hospital where she was not permitted to leave. Like it was a voluntary check-in and once she got in there, they were like, you can't go, you have to stay. Joe DiMaggio, of all people, forced his way in there got her and took her out of there and said, you will not be holding her for ransom. Right, right, right. So, as for the second character in this drama, let's move along to John F. Kennedy. I've heard of him. Yeah, you know. JFK was born in Brookline, Massachusetts to Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy and Joseph Patrick Kennedy on May 29, 1917. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, usually referred to as Jack, was named after Rose's dad, John Francis Fitzgerald, who had served as the mayor of Boston and had the nickname of Honey Fitz. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? Okay. Honey Fitz. Maybe that's what Marilyn should have gone by. Right. Honey Fitz. So Jack was the second of nine children. His father was a, was a successful businessman, and his Irish Catholic grandparents had been politicians. The family was wealthy. This is the exact opposite of how Marilyn was raised. They spent summers in Cape Cod at their vacation home, where Jack and his siblings spent days swimming, sailing, and playing football. After Jack's childhood full of illnesses, from whooping cough to chicken pox, 
and a month-long hospitalization during which his father visited him every day because he thought he was going to die, literally, he became quite an athletic young man. He attended Choate, which is a private boys' boarding school in Connecticut, and there he played basketball, tennis, football, and golf. Hmm. He's a busy boy. Yeah. In 1936, after graduating, he followed his older brother Joe to Harvard. He played football there until he ruptured a disc in his spine. Mm. From then on, he always had back pain. So following his 1940 graduation from college, Jack and his older brother Joe both joined the U.S. Navy. Jack, as a Navy lieutenant in early August 1943, I'm blown away by this story. Uh-huh. It seems so fake, but apparently it's true. Apparently. So we'll just go with it. Yeah. It's just crazy. So in early August 1943, Jack was assigned 12 crew members whose job was to intercept Japanese ships that were taking supplies to the Japanese soldiers. Okay. Unfortunately, the Japanese destroyer wasn't detected until it was too late. It came at Jack's ship Mm head-on, splitting it in two and causing it to go up in flames. Two crew members were killed, and a third, Patrick McMahon, was badly burned. Mm -hmm. JFK heroically helped Patrick escape the ship. The men survived the night, and at first light, they headed to an island that they could see off in the distance. Mm -hmm. Jack, get this, Jack swam while dragging Patrick with him, Patrick's life vest strap between Jack's teeth. Wow. Yeah, it gets better. Uh So, the crew were stranded on this island for six days. Jeez. Before two natives found them and took a coconut etched with a message from JFK took the coconut back to somebody who could read it yeah and eventually they sent help so right now during the shipwreck when they were hit by the destroyer Jack had again injured his back adding to his chronic back pain Uh right wow so side note Jack's brother Joe died a year later while flying for the Navy Mm -hmm. um After Jack's military career, his father encouraged him to run for office. In 1946, Jack was elected to Congress, where he served six years. In 1952, he was elected senator, and he also married Jacqueline Bouvier, a writer and photographer for the Washington Times-Herald. He underwent two back surgeries, during which time he wrote Profiles in Courage, a book that earned him a Pulitzer Prize. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1957, daughter Caroline was born, and in 1960, on November 8th, JFK defeated Dick Nixon in the presidential election, and just before his inauguration, his son John Jr. was born. In January of 1961, Jack became the first Catholic president and the youngest at age 43. Hmm. Enter character number three. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This is Jack's little brother, Bobby. Robert Francis Kennedy was the seventh child in the family, Mm -hmm. born November 20th, 1925, also in Brookline, Massachusetts. After he attended the private prestigious Milton Academy, Bobby, like his older brothers, went on to serve in the Navy, and then he attended Harvard University, where he graduated in 1948. 
It's a good thing these people didn't need student loans because they were so rich. Because right. can you imagine sending all your kids to these expensive places? No. No. Um, he then continued on at the University of Virginia Law School and graduated from there in 1951. Now, during law school in 1950, Bobby married Ethel Skakel. Um, Bobby and Ethel uh, would end up having 11 kids together. And in 1952, Bobby managed JFK's campaign for senator. He went on to serve on Senate subcommittees, and he was heavily involved in exposing Teamsters union leaders Jimmy Hoffa and David Beck. Hmm. When JFK took office as the U.S. president, his brother Bobby was appointed attorney general. Hmm. Isn't that fancy? Yeah. Now, everyone's up to speed on the history of the three people that are involved in the sex scandal. So now we can get to the scandalous part. Okay. All right. So there are a few theories on when JFK and Marilyn first met. In April 1957, Jack, at the time a Massachusetts senator, attended the April in Paris Ball Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City Mm. with his wife, Jackie. Now, Marilyn was also there with Arthur Miller, her then husband, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty widely accepted that Marilyn and Jack didn't even come across each other that night. So even though they were in the same place, it's nobody really thinks... Exactly. They didn't didn't actually meet. Mm -hmm. Now, Jack's sister, Patricia who happened to be a good friend of Marilyn's, was married to actor Peter Lawford. There was a lunch-type party at their home early in 1961, and it was once thought that this was where they'd been introduced. But most now believe that Marilyn wasn't even at the lunch that day. Mm -hmm. So they're like, nope, wasn't that one either. However, Patricia and Peter threw some really wild parties in Santa Monica at their home. When Marilyn showed up at the party one night in February 1962, Jack said, Finally, you're here. There are some people here who are dying to meet you. Hmm. Before they parted ways that evening, Jack had asked Marilyn for her digits. Hmm. And he hit her up the next day, and he let it slip that he'd be at Bing Crosby's party coming up on March 24th, 1961, Uh without the missus. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Marilyn, who's always up for some fun, um, and Jack was pretty hot, mm-hmm. and he was the president. Right. Mm-hmm. So of course Marilyn showed up. Okay. And no one, not their friends, not historians, no one disputes the fact that Jack and, Jack and Marilyn had sex that night. Mm-hmm. In fact, the next morning, Marilyn called her friend and masseuse, Ralph Roberts, to ask for advice about how to alleviate Jack's back pain. Even Jack got on the phone to talk to Roberts. And for me, this is the juiciest detail. Uh Because I like to think that Marilyn was a freak. Yeah. And that Jack got way more than he bargained for with her. Right, right, Yeah. So it's also thought that this is maybe when Jack invited her to his birthday celebration. Which we're getting to next. Exactly. Now, I got the impression that everything after this night is speculation. I, like, I really had to try to piece it all together. Mm -hmm. But from, like... All the information I could find, this is kind of how I figure it all happened Mm -hmm. from here on out. So, um, Jack did see Marilyn at least one more time after the party at Bing Crosby's house because she went sailing with him and his friends one night. 
But it was around that time that he apparently told her, you're not really first lady material anyway, Marilyn. Mm. Boy, I'll show you. He pretty much ghosted her after that. But Marilyn wasn't ready to quit him quite yet. Uh There are phone records and White House witnesses to prove that Marilyn called the White House many times asking to speak to Jack, Uh but he would never take her calls. Then, bam, it was May 19th, 1962, the night of Jack's celebratory fundraising event at Madison Square Gardens. Mm -hmm. Many celebrities performed. It was an all-star show. Marilyn, notorious for being late to everything, Mm -hmm. was introduced three times, and finally she appeared with the third one. Mm -hmm. She was dressed in a very sexy sheer gown, which was literally sewn on to her backstage. Is this the one that Kim Kardashian Yes, Uh exactly. When she dropped her fur coat she'd had on, the crowd literally gasped. Everyone who knew Marilyn knew how bad her stage fright was, and most were surprised that she actually followed through with performing. Yeah. After she sang, Happy Birthday, Mr. President, Mm -hmm. um, JFK took the stage where he said, I can now retire from politics after having Happy Birthday sung to me in such a sweet and wholesome way. And everybody laughed. Of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, geez. Except Jackie. Now, Jackie, who had previously replied to Marilyn's claim that Marilyn would eventually marry JFK Mm. with, Marilyn, you'll marry Jack, that's great, and you'll move into the White House, and I'll move out, and you'll have all the problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, she was not happy about the whole happy birthday performance. So she gave Jack an ultimatum. It's her or me, big boy. Mm -hmm. I ain't doing this. Right. Right. Not being an idiot, Jack went to his friend George Smathers and said, George, I have a free ride with Jackie. If Marilyn's going to be an issue for her and cause me problems with respect to her dealing with the other women, then fine, I can live without this one. Because Jackie let him do whatever he wanted, but Marilyn, mm -mm. right, right, right. So George reached out to a mutual friend of his and Marilyn's and told him to put a muzzle on Marilyn's mouth. Mm. Yeah, because Marilyn was making a fool of Jackie. She was over it. Right, right, right. So I'm pretty sure that Marilyn had already had sex with Bobby at this point. You mean Jack? Both. Oh, she had sex with Bobby too. Yes. Oh, yes. Did I miss? No, no. We're kind of getting into that. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm pretty sure that she'd already had sex with Bobby, but after Jack had his dude break up with her for him, then she really set her sights on Bobby. Okay. Right. So Bobby had also been at that Lawson's party back in February of 1962 when Mm -hmm. Jack met Marilyn. Mm -hmm. And after their night of debauchery at old Bing's house, when the president refused to take her calls and all that, Mm -hmm. it seems that she started spending some quality time with the baby brother. Mm -hmm. So once Jack made it clear that he would not be seeing her again, Marilyn completely focused on Bobby. A letter later made public from Bobby and Jack's sister to Marilyn read, Understand you and Bobby are the new item. We all think you should come with him when he comes back east. Oh. Welcome to the family, Marilyn. Well, that's, I mean, kind of... 
smells nice. Did they, did sure. they invite her like that? I wonder what Bobby's wife said when she read that. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, what? Why would you say that? But I guess that's what she said. However, by the beginning of August that year, things were looking pretty bleak for them. Mm-hmm. Some theorize that Bobby was starting to get the guilties for cheating on his wife mm-hmm. with the 11 kids. Yeah. Others think that he was warned by his advisors to <laughs> knock it off with Marilyn. He was scheduled to spend the evening with her on Saturday, August 4th, 1962. Now, the details of what really occurred are completely contradictory. Mm-hmm. So, one story says that he went to her place and told her it was over. And supposedly there are tape recordings of this and Marilyn, who was pissed, even pulled a knife and had to be talked down. Jeez. The reason that there are recordings is because they were they had bugged Marilyn's house because she'd been married to Arthur Miller mm-hmm. and Arthur Miller was thought to be a communist mm. or at least friendly to communists. Okay. And because some of the FBI were worried that Jack and Bobby were telling secrets to Marilyn. Mm -hmm. And so they were keeping tabs on her completely. But they also had, like, Peter Lawson's house bugged because they they were just keeping an eye on everything. I don't know if it was so much that they didn't trust the Kennedys or... Well, and the other thing, too, was that uh, Jimmy Hoffa had hired an investigator to get some shit on Bobby. Mm-hmm. And so Bobby was often at the Lawson's house. Oh. So that was also bugged by the private investigator. Okay. So everybody was, you know, nobody was keeping secrets right, here, whether right, they, right. they thought they were or not. Right. So a second story about that night is that Bobby called her from the Lawson's house to say that he wouldn't be seeing her, to which she replied, don't bother me, leave me alone, stay out of my life. Hmm. She got more and more angry and said, I feel passed around, I feel used, I feel like a piece of meat. And supposedly, there are recordings of this as well. Hmm. I don't know how there can be recordings of both of those two things. Right, right, Unless one happened and then the other or whatever. Right. So, there's a third story which was pretty much what everybody believed until these tapes recently surfaced. The third story is that Bobby was not even in L.A., that he was elsewhere, and he simply stood her up. Hmm. Marilyn's friend, Sidney Skolsky, who is a journalist, says Marilyn called in a rage, angry that, despite being the most beautiful woman in the world, she had no date on a Saturday night. Mm. So she was pissed. Right. Marilyn was found by her housekeeper early the next morning, dead at age 36 of an overdose. Wow. So now you see why there would be a lot of theories. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Was it Bobby? Was it Jack? Was it just people behind the scenes right. who wanted to protect the Kennedys? Uh-huh. Was it Jackie? Was There's a lot. Wow. Yeah. But personally, uh-huh. I think that it was an accidental overdose. But that's just me. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, she definitely died of an overdose. It's right. just a matter of, did she put them in her body or did someone right. else put them but there? But she was known to, to 
do, like you said, barbiturates and, and things like that, right? Right. And then there's also some, and yeah, and then there's also some close friends that say that she called that night and was like, you know, say goodbye to Jack for me and, mm-hmm. you know, say goodbye to yourself and whatever and just, like, yeah. slurring her words and such. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that it was either accidental or purpose, but I, I don't but think that she that was, was murdered. Any, any uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's some new shows out that apparently can really rock those theories. Really? So I, I need to watch them at some right, point. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we all know that JFK was assassinated November 22nd, 1963. So that was a year and a, a little bit more than a year later. Mm-hmm. And then Bobby, after Jack died, he got back into politics himself and became a New York senator. Mm-hmm. He worked really hard to end segregation, to lift up civil rights, and for those and fighting for those with disabilities. Mm-hmm. He wanted to end poverty. Don't we all? But Right, right. In March 1968, five years after his brother was, uh, was killed, Bobby was campaigning to become president. He was going to run against Dick Nixon, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So he had speeches to make. He had places to rally. On June 5th, 1968, just after midnight, he won the Democratic Party's primaries in California. He was at the Ambassador Hotel in L.A. when the news broke, and he addressed his supporters in the ballroom. Mm -hmm. He then headed with his security team through the kitchen, which was very busy Mm -hmm. and very crowded, to a back door where he could exit. Mm -hmm. When Saram Saram, Siren Siren, Sarah Sarah, uh, shot him at close range with a 22 caliber revolver. And Bobby was taken to the hospital, but he died the next day. Wow. So they were all I, I did. I had dead. no idea that, um, that Bobby Kennedy died. I knew he died, and I thought I'd heard he was assassinated. Well, um, not, I mean, that he had, had been killed is what I meant to say. Yeah, I just didn't know any of the details. Like, I didn't realize he was getting ready to run for president. I did I didn't not know that. that. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, obviously, they caught the guy because he was standing right there. They all... Um, tackled him, and it had to do with stuff that's way over my head about the guy who did it was like a Palestinian, mm-hmm. and Bobby was very um, supportive of Israel, mm-hmm. and apparently those things don't jive, oh, and so okay, okay. that's why he was murdered. Wow. And he'd been planning to murder him for 20 years. He had like all kinds of what do you call that like a manifesto oh, or yeah, yeah, you know yeah. something that for 20 in years one of the rooms in his house he probably had lots of pictures with like red yarn going from right yeah. right like a little yeah. crime tree okay. yeah all right so this was a shorter episode but we're not done yet because okay. now i get to quiz you oh my goodness yeah so i have a few quotes okay that you have to tell me who said it and it could be marilyn mm-hmm. or jack mm-hmm. or bobby Okay. And they're not all, like, super juicy, uh-huh. but I still wanted to see if you could figure this out. Figure them out. Okay. Yeah. Because they all said some pretty interesting things. Mm-hmm. All right. So, first up, and you have three choices. Marilyn, Jack, Bobby. Okay. Okay. First quote. Who said nights were for sleep? I want to say Marilyn. Yes. 
Was it Marilyn? Yes. Okay, okay. Which I couldn't put it in here because it would be too obvious. But she also said, what do I wear to bed? Chanel number no. 5, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Who said, forgive your enemies, but never forget their names? Jack. Yes. Okay. Yes. Who said, what I really want to say is that what the world really needs is a real feeling of kinship. Everybody, stars, laborers, Negroes, Jews, Arabs, we are all brothers. Bobby. Marilyn. Oh, okay. Right? Look at her. No, I mean, it didn't surprise me she'd say that, but it sounded very political. political. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, next quote. One-fifth of the people are against everything all the time. Bobby. Yes. Okay. Okay. Quote. If I don't have sex every day, I get a migraine. Marilyn. Nope. Nope. Yep. Yep. He said it many times. Did he really? Yes. That's funny. Yes. Okay, quote. Sometimes things fall apart so that better things can fall together. Marilyn. Yes. Yes. Very smart woman. Mm -hmm. All right. Quote. Every accomplishment starts with a decision to try. Nope. Nope. Yep. (laughs) You're getting there. Yeah. Quote, now I can go back to being ruthless again. It's out of context, but Uh, that makes it more fun. Marilyn. No. Bobby. Yep. Okay. Two more. Alright. Next quote. Quote, a career is wonderful, but you can't curl up with it at night. Jack. No. Marilyn? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. And then the last one is, some men see things as they are and say, why? I dream of things that never were and say, why not? Bobby. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah, That's very okay, good yeah. of you. Yeah. So. Well, I like all those that things. That sums it up about these people. That's very interesting. So you know, scandalous. I never, I didn't know all of that. I didn't know that. I didn't know she'd been married so many times, first of all. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that in any kind of bad way. I just right. didn't know. Right. Um, like, I didn't even know her and Joe DiMaggio were married. Mm-hmm. I, just thought, I just knew they were together. Mm-hmm. Um, I also pictured it... I always pictured in my head that it was JFK doing the um, pursuing. Right. That's just the way it always... I felt that way. I just Because she seems like someone who would play hard to get. Yes. Yeah. She, she was doesn't not. seem like... Yeah, she, I would have never thought that she was yeah. just like... And then to go... Um, then be with the brother. Mm-hmm. And were you with the brother because you like to be with the brother? Or were you, you know, trying to make... Right. And it depends on who you talk to. Right. Because some are like, this was her way of saying, fuck you, Jack. Right. I'll just be with your brother. Right. And then other people are like, she was just so lonely, she didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then other people are like, actually, she kind of always liked Bobby more anyway. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to sleep with Jack because he did kind of pursue her initially at that party. Yes. Right. And she was like, sure, why not? And then when they were done, she was like, well, that's fine because I didn't really. Yeah. You know, but she made all those calls to the White House. So it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's never pictured her being lonely either. Right. And so because like I had always, you know, kind of read about her and stuff like that, like I knew like I knew the name that she had when she was baptized. I knew about the three husbands um, and I knew a little bit about the her and JFK thing. And Uh of course, I knew a lot about the actual her death. 
Yeah. But I did not know about Bobby Kennedy being involved. Mm -hmm. And I did not, and I didn't know as much about JFK, much less Bobby. Uh You know, like I knew a lot about her. Um, And I, I've always felt like she was just the saddest thing. Like, you know, and and she didn't, she wasn't one of those beautiful women who just exudes confidence, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're like, oh, look at her. She just, she's so confident and she's just so sure of herself. No, she was just exactly the opposite. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a good photographer, then you could make her look like she was happy and confident and, you know, just bubbly and everything. But everything that I've read about like her true life was just that it was just a fucking dumpster fire from the beginning and she was just always looking for the perfect person and they were all that makes sense then that she would latch on I don't again I'm not right that she was trying to find somebody to just love her right right right. yeah I just think it's terribly sad yeah and so she was dead at 36 never did get to become a mom yeah never got to be a mom yeah so that was the scandal and I will say for future reference there are certainly many more sex scandals that happened even before this Mm -hmm. that eventually we may do some episodes on so I don't want anybody to think I'm saying it's the first I just feel like it's the most well known you know or at least like the first well known right you know what I mean like yeah there have been some big ones since then Bill Clinton whatever um but this seemed to be the first. And everywhere, you know, it was such a different time, uh-huh. like in the late 50s, early 60s. And I mean, all the stories I read were like, the media would never, like, publish something that made your president look bad. Not because uh-huh. they weren't allowed, freedom of the press, etc. It just, in our culture, you just wouldn't do that. You know, what's funny, this isn't, um, I don't know, funny, it is kind of funny, haha. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about so the queen the queen died sure and um, so now Charles is the king yes and I saw a meme oh god that had that Charles said something like um, now the country is in his hands okay and then it showed a close up of his hands I've heard about these hands they're very odd looking hands uh, that's what I heard but I, I, I laughed at it and then I scrolled by and I thought this is the king. Right. Can you imagine <laughs> when his mom became mm-hmm. the queen? It was probably, I mean. Right. There, it, it, something making fun of her would not have even been an option. Exactly. Like that. And right. now, you know, and then to go back to uh, JFK's back surgery. Mm-hmm. And you said that he wrote a book, a Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah. And I'm like, well, last time I had a surgery, I watched the entire <laughs> however many seasons of Shit's Creek. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, I mean, oh, we're productive, too. Right, I'm productive. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. about times have really changed. Times have really changed. And like I said, and it, it was a cultural thing. It wasn't, you know, if you, well, I don't know, maybe they did feel like if they you know, wrote something really scandalous about the president that their life might be in danger because, I mean, look at Maryland. But um, I think it was more just uh, you don't disrespect right those right. kind of people. Like, everybody knew that he was sleeping with so many chicks. Mm-hmm. They had these two live-in, quote-unquote, secretaries at the White House, beautiful women, mm-hmm. and they were referred to as fiddle and faddle. What? Yes. 
and Jackie was taking someone on a tour of the White House and they ran into either fiddle or faddle. Yeah. And she said, and that's one of the women that my husband is currently sleeping with. And then they just walked along and I'm like, what in the world is going on right, here? Like, right. I mean, he was hot, but I've always thought of him as being so wholesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, he's like right. this Catholic boy. He yeah. went to Harvard. He's, I love everything he did as a president, right, I right. think, if I remember correctly yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know and I really you know thought that he was doing so many great things and and, and not that you know right. I mean if his wife was she was cool with it then whatever but just to think like our president right. in the White House and then things have happened since then that right, you're right, like right. well yeah that was nothing <laughs> that really is nuts yeah. but thank you for that I didn't know um, I'm happy to know all that about all three of those people. Yeah, and I really think I didn't want to watch the newest like documentaries because I feel like there's just so much like noise mm-hmm. and I wanted to kind of just stick with like the story itself. But I I think that, you know, if someone really wants to delve into it and because Trump said that all of those FBI recordings had to be released to the public or at least to the media. Uh-huh. And so that's why so many news stories are coming out now. Uh, but, um, thank you. I appreciate learning all that you've just taught me. Well, you're welcome. About Marilyn Monroe and her lovers. <laughs> A couple of her lovers. I'm sure we don't know all of her lovers. Oh, right. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Later. Have a good one. Bye.